Grace and peace to you this day. This is Pastor Bill with your devotional for this week. And as I've got quite a lot on my plate today, I thought on my way back from Port Townsend, I go up during the week and hang out with Sandy for a night and reconnect since she's working up there. I thought I'd just give a shot of recording this on my way home. So I got the speaker on as I'm driving home. I had somebody ask me after the sermon last Sunday, could you say some more about what it looks like to live behind the cross of Christ rather than out in front of it? That little phrase kind of came to me as I thought about Jesus' words to Peter, get behind me, Satan. As you recall, in our gospel reading from last Sunday, Peter confesses that Christ is the one, that Jesus is indeed the Christ. He's the Messiah. But he doesn't quite understand what that's going to entail. And so when Jesus starts talking about his suffering, death, and resurrection, Peter wants to stop him. And Jesus says those famous words, get behind me, Satan. Now, the word in Hebrew for Satan is not just always a title for that ultimate enemy, the devil. It actually means in Hebrew adversary or someone that's going to prevent something or get in the way, a hindrance. So Jesus could be not really calling Peter the devil, but saying, get behind me, Satan, i.e., you know, get out of my, you know, don't stop me from going to the cross. And so when he says, get behind me, I started thinking, and many have thought that it isn't just get out of my way, it's also follow me. And that's what Jesus goes on to talk about, right? He says, you know, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. So maybe Jesus is saying to Peter, you know, follow me, get behind me and follow me. And so, yeah, what does that look like? What does that mean? And I know in the sermon I talked about that it ultimately means that we are living in the shadow and on banking completely on what Jesus did for us on that cross. So it's first and foremost not something we do, it's something we trust and believe in by the Holy Spirit, that Jesus has died for our sins, as Paul says in Romans 4, and was raised for our justification. So living in the shadow of the cross lives is for me means living in that certainty that our future is secure, that nothing can separate us from Christ. So that's first and foremost what it means, that we're not going to stand on our righteousness. One thing that we would typically think about is, well, then living behind the cross means trying to emulate Jesus. And I think there's a place for that kind of conversation and even a place for thinking about, well, what would Jesus do? Um, I think there's some traps in that because we don't want to make Jesus just into a new Moses. Uh, You know, Jesus said, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And um, I think that's certainly a part of living in the shadow or living behind the cross rather than out in front. But the the trick is that, boy, you know, we can real quickly start standing on, look at how I'm following Jesus and look at what I'm doing. And I think when you really 
stand behind the cross and you realize that Jesus had to die for, to save us and forgive us, then something, the Holy Spirit, God puts that law in our hearts. And, and I don't even know that we have to think about what would Jesus do. We just have it inside us. Like in Matthew 25, where we hear the sheep and the goats story, where the, the sheep didn't even know they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. But I, I could go on and say a little bit more here that I think when you live behind the cross and since you don't have to be turned inward and worry about your own righteousness I think we can see in a more authentic way the needs of those around us and you know whether it it be the person living next door or the person sleeping next to us our spouse or you know that person on the playground or in the classroom or in our workplace that's hurting I think oh you probably hear that I'm going over the bridge I think that um yeah we start to see our neighbor we we start to and then not just as individuals as a church we see the people that are sleeping homeless or we see the needs of our military community after a long deployment like we're doing with our military appreciation event or you know we we see lots of things in this world and we go wow I want to do a little something (laughs) that um to show Christ's love um you know I I do think when it finally maybe I'll just finish with this that when we think about denying ourselves that too can become like a law and well I did I deny myself enough you know and and again I think that's the trap but I I think denying oneself at some point you do whether it's in our marriage or in our relationships and our job you do kind of go counter-cultural I think that you know, our culture says, do what makes you feel good and be happy. And I'm all for happiness. And, you know, I like, there's lots of things. I like to play golf, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I, at some point, the religious vision, the the Christ in us critiques that. And I think we see that today, that we've lost that internal compass, that critique of individualism and doing what makes me happy. Um, And I think that has something to do with living behind the cross. I hope you'll think some more about that. Um, But ultimately, I'm glad we can go into the brokenness of this world with the cross before us, having made us righteous and forgiven us, and also um, turning us out towards our neighbor. Well, I hope this is helpful. God bless you as you continue your Lenten journey.